Welcome to Win the Day Podcast, hosted by Cyrus Jaffrey. Here, we interview top entrepreneurs, industry leaders, business owners, as well as individuals that perform at the highest level in the country. We dive deep into their thought process and the things that they do to separate themselves from the competition. All right. Hey, welcome to Wind a Day Podcast. Cyrus Jaffrey, I am your host. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Mo Berry. Welcome, man. Yeah, Cyrus. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Good, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. We're going to talk a lot of Nebraska football, real estate, and just life in general, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, so Mo Berry, for some of you guys that don't know, um, a football player here at Nebraska, he was a captain, all Big Ten player, did some amazing things. Uh, and now in life, he is killing it as well, man. You got a beautiful daughter and you are a great dad. And then also, man, on the real estate world, he's doing a great job. So we're really looking forward to this conversation, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, uh, transitioning from football to real estate has been great. Um, I'm just so happy to have my baby Mia. Um, uh, We had her in uh, June the 9th um, and she's been growing uh, of this year. Yeah. uh, Of last year, I guess. Um, Yeah. And she's been growing and it's been a blessing. That's awesome, man. Well, let's get to it, man. That's our first topic then. So Mia, man, tell me what is one of the biggest lessons that she has taught you in life already? Um, I guess just patience. Yeah. Uh, Patience. And and then it comes to just, you know, um, being patient and being true to the ones you love. For sure. Uh, I think, um, I guess, I was always um, taught that you need to do everything by the book and do it right the first time. And that's because my career, uh, football career, that's what had to happen for you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with my daughter, I've learned our patience I've always been driven to do things now and have a short um, tension span or short. I, I was always my time. I felt like had to be maximized now and things had to be uh, efficient. But where huh. you know, just being there for her, being patient with her, and and uh, loving her and being true to my family and being true to to her means everything to me. And I, that's a lesson I've learned. That's awesome, man. Do you think that translates that patience into your like either football or real estate now, you think? Yeah, I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't patient with many people. I and mean, if I learned this lesson in football, maybe it will even help me um, be a better teammate, yeah. and be a better person and understand people more. Uh, and that's another lesson, understanding. That's a lesson she has taught me. And, and, yeah, I think now with me being more patient with people and trying to understand how they feel and how, why, in which they act the way they do, um, is a lesson that has been beneficial in my career sure. in real estate as well. Um, just because you're not going to like everyone and you're not going to interact. Everyone is not going to be up your standard mm-hmm. and being patient with them and understanding how they work um, is, is key when it comes to sales. That's awesome, man. I know we'll get we'll get right to real estate first, man, because I was so excited when I heard what you did in your first couple of months. Because I mean, I'm in the real estate world, man. I deal. I've, I've some of my best friends are real estate agents, and I've pretty much grown up. If I wasn't doing insurance, I'd be in real estate in a heartbeat. And it's been really cool that your name have been popping up, man. So like, 
you've had the best two months that I could, I, I can remember anybody, I mean, in real estate. So what, like, what, what, how did you become so successful so fast, man? Like, what's this, what's the recipe for that? Uh, I guess the, the biggest thing first is understanding that uh, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I leaned on, you know, I was blessed to be under Mike Pettit in the Metro Pros of Berkshire Hathaway. Um, he has taught me the game the right way. Um, and, you know, I interviewed with many other team leaders and I thought he aligned with what I expected and yeah. his uh, core beliefs of how to act and uh, how to go about business. Um, so I, I would say having him on my side and that mentorship aspect okay. has really helped launch me. But I would say um, then just the putting in the work, you know. Yeah. Um, I was just driven, uh, and I have a belief of, you know, put in the time, you okay. outwork people, you find a way, you uh, know? and and no, and when we talk about that, um, no one cares if if it's an obstacle. It's it's all about finding the way. And yeah. I had to put in eleven to twelve hours a day, making calls. People don't. People say, "Oh, you played football. Yeah. Nebraska it should help you." But no, it actually worked <laughs> against me because really? are you going to trust a football player with your investment, with your, uh-huh. with your highest purchase? Uh, you want an expert and working to learn, to to pitch uh, better, to know what I'm saying, to to that aspect. I had to prove myself, and so I had to put in more work, yeah, to find better deals, align with better people. And and then also use my connection and and that's what have you know led to the success. Dude, I never thought of it that way. That being a football player could hurt your real estate career or any other career, financial services, whatever. Yeah, and someone, someone in Arizona when I was training at Excel was in uh, Scottsdale. Okay. Um, and he was a coach. I forgot Sean. Okay. So um, he told me because he was in real estate. And okay. He was like, don't tell them you play football. Then they're not. They going. It's going to be a drop off of professionalism, and they going kind of like say just just football player. You know, oh. He's just a football player. You know, and and I'm you know I stand by. I'm a football player, but sure. if you see my career in foot in, in Nebraska, you understand that more than that. And I've always shown that uh, with my uh, with. With my career, dude, that's awesome, man. So obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a big, big Husker fan, and I've and I didn't know you, but I've watched you mm-hmm. over the years, and you can just tell on the field you're just a leader, man. Mm-hmm. You make stuff happen, you know. I mean, we could, you could be an insurance, you could be a car salesman, you could be a CEO already, and you're gonna be successful. You could just tell, man, because of the drive that you've got. So let's talk about that, man. So you've got the drive. Uh, obviously, you said you were not afraid to put in the work, right? So like. Where have you learned that? It's got to be when you're younger, right? Yeah. Um, so, oh, if I want to do something, yeah, and it's all about, I guess, desire, right, um, or a passion. The passion is, uh, if I have a passion for something, I always had a passion to make my mother happy. So I always tried to compete to make her the most happy mm-hmm. uh, when it came to my siblings. So I, I did her. I cleaned her room some days when she was yeah. um, not expected. Sure. To prove myself, you know. Um, wasn't the first born son. And okay. was it, you know, it was a, so my sister was the first girl and the oldest. Then it came my brother, me, and then the baby girl. Okay. So I was in that position where you had to prove yourself. Yeah. Even 
as my culture was an African culture, so the first son gets the love and the firstborn. So okay. I was always like, okay, I'm gonna work to <laughs> prove myself to okay. you know get the the love of my parents, even though it's not unconditional, and that my parents did a great job in raising me and loving me. I just felt, you know, at a young age, the desire to prove people, uh, to prove to people, and and anything that I had a passion for, I wanted to do it the best of my ability. So. And now you go to college and I found a way, you know, Coach Trent Bray, um, you know, I was non-consistent. I was always a guy or inconsistent. I was always a guy in high school that, okay, I love football. I put in the work. I don't like school. I had a 1.8 GPA, okay. you know, but then Coach Bray told me this is the way you have to approach everything at a high level, hmm. you know, to be uh, known as a high-level type of guy, mm-hmm. high-level character. So now, then I brought in my uh, lens and I was like, okay, if I have to have a passion for everything, everything that I say I'm going to do it, I have to have a passion for after force, almost for like have that desire to excel in everything I do and yeah. do it to the best of my ability. And he showed me the way, literally, he trying, I, I love this guy so much, um, he transformed me as a person, and um, that led to, to the person freshman year to, to senior year. Hmm. If you ask anyone in the program, it's a huge change. Oh, that's awesome. And that's because I learned that I have to, everything I touch has to be um, to my standard. Uh, has hmm. to, I have to approach it with the same desire and the same passion. Uh, so that's just the biggest thing, you know, desire and passion, hmm. what your expectations uh, is have to be literally um, has to resemble in every phase of your life, mm-hmm. every part of your life. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. I know me and you talked about that. You said so. He's probably your biggest mentor when it just comes to life. I would assume. Yeah, because he was on the field and off the field. He cared about my academics. He cared yeah. about my character. How I how I showed myself, okay. how I presented myself, um, and then he felt like that translated. He didn't. He knew I was a good football player. Yep. I had great talent, but he knew if I handled those things and I was just a great, exceptional person, yeah, then it would translate to the field. And that's what he. That's, that's what he was on me. Some days I went to fight the man. Yeah. Some yep. days, like he coached me hard. He loved me hard, and we still have a great connection to this day. That's awesome, man. That is cool. That's a, such, such a cool story, man. Good stuff. And then on the real estate side, so on the business side, any other mentors that have helped you already, potentially other than Mike, maybe, yeah. and Coach? Um, I would say, I mean, I would say Trent Bray, Mike Patton. Um, I would say not not really. Okay. Um, I, I learn from many people. I just, when I have conversations with yeah. people, I'm learning. From For sure. Like so I don't just talk to people to talk to people I'm talking to them and I'm literally taking something from them it's like it's almost like I'm talking to you and maybe the way you talk I like it yep. you know I like the way you put together sentences and, yep. I, and I like that I could add that to my tool. that's huge or you know the way your mannerisms yeah. stuff like that is you can learn from anyone you talk to and so that's when I talk to people I approach it in, in that way yeah. you know, of, of learning from them in some way of, of living, of acting. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I would say I learned from everyone. I That's awesome. To, but, um, you know, those two guys have went above and beyond uh, to mentor me. That's awesome, man. So so let's talk about adversity. Mm-hmm. You've dealt with adversity all your life, even when you were growing up, growing up even being like the third sibling. Uh, adversity, man. So uh, on the football field, man, every – I mean, you lost a lot, right? Yeah. Every play sometimes you lose, yeah, right? Yeah. So what's your take on adversity and, and, and how did you get through that? Yeah, so, you know, football, you know, everyone knows I've been through two head coaches, three defense coordinators. Yeah. I've been blessed to only have two linebacker coaches, but three de- defensive coordinators, two separate systems, wow. and three variations of systems. So I, if you talk about learning uh, like a business model. I've been through three of them. Totally restructuring my mind of yeah. how I play the game, my assignments, my gap assignments, and everything that's going on. And and then, you know, losing seasons, um, a lot of agendas. And, you know, I wanted to transfer um, many times in my career, but I was like, look here, Mo, you're not doing that. Uh, you know, I love the fans. I love the community. Cool. Uh, I was... I was all in on Nebraska. I had to understand why I'm here. I was here for Nebraska. I was here for the fans. I was here for the love of the game and of what the university has given me. So I owe it. I felt that I owe it to stay and do my best uh, for the university, uh, even if it's to my dis- dis- dispense. You know? Yeah. So, um, so just taking that to real estate, um, football to real estate, I, you know, it was coming in the season. I, I had a, um, the, what's the Dick Buckets Award, mm-hmm. which is, um, I was on the list for that watch list, which is the best linebacker in the yep. country. I was all Big Ten. Previous year, um, I had predict- projections to be a day two pick and, you know, everything high. And, you know, come what, April, May, I forgot yeah. when the draft was, but. Uh, I didn't get drafted, uh-huh. you know, I didn't get drafted and, and I'm like, what? Like, you know, my, my girlfriend is pregnant. Um, and that was the most adversity ever. Oh, like, did get drafted. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a woman you love and she's having her kid due June. Um, so that's when my, I was tested the most. Um, and it, it was a, something that my mom told me. And, and then I also follow, I read it in a book, basically saying, you know, no one cares. No <laughs> one cares about your problems. Yeah. No one cares about your problems. And your problems is not going to go away by dwelling and, uh, and, and just um, feeling that self-pity, you know. And humans have a desire to want to feel like victims. You uh-huh. know? We have this, we want to be caught coddled uh we want we want help you know yes. uh we want to interact with people to help us and stuff like that and i couldn't feel self-pity and i couldn't go over here beating myself up trying to cry about it trying to feel sad depressed yeah. about it because i had baby mia mm-hmm. and madison to think about you yeah. know so i flipped the switch i probably shed one tear after the draft and then after that I started making calls. I started making calls to the university, all my connections. I started setting up a mentorship um, at Berkshire Hathaway. I got, so I went through the university. They hooked me up with Vince. Um, Vince, you know, um, 
put out a mass email to all the teams, and then I interviewed with them over the phone, and then I liked one guy, Mike Pettit, and that was set up by August. And yeah. I did that in June. And so I moved that fast, and I yeah. moved that quickly. Um, yeah, I, I knew, I just, for for some reason, people believe in God, right? Yes. And they, but they never want to believe in the signs that God have for them. They will always want to interpret those signs to be for what they want, but not for what he has mm -hmm. for you. And if that wasn't a sign that football wasn't what was in his best interest, then I don't know what. Yeah. Is, you know, I could have waited and I, I knew this. If they're going to call, I'm doing every. I did everything I put, you know, had a season. The only compared linebacker to, to my 2018 season was Levante David. Yep. I put it together a good season, had accolades, da da da, was um, a, a great human being, good leader, great uh, 3.0 yeah. GPA. I did everything that I needed to do to show that. I deserve opportunity. Correct. So if they're going to call, they're going to call. But what can I handle? What can I do at the meantime? So yeah. I set up, um, made some calls, put my family in the best situation. And it was hard. Uh, baby me was born. Uh, Madison was going to do things as every woman do. It's a of hard course. process for them. Yep. Um, and I was probably bringing in 1200 uh, a month we was living in a one by one apartment yeah. and I was studying from a real estate school and it was the hardest yeah. I mean, that was just so hard and is that the hardest thing you've ever I, done gone through in life okay that that it, it really challenged my my will yeah I moved my family I sold some of my jerseys to have the money to move my family from Georgia all the way to, to Nebraska to start the internship at Berkshire Hathaway. And and it, it was just yeah. a grueling process. Um, but again, I didn't think about self. I thought about the goal. Uh, and, and then I had hopes of what's going to happen once I get my license. And that came to fruition. So when it comes to handling adversity, it's yourself no one cares about your problems. Mm -hmm. No one's going to solve your problems. And you wasting your energy with self-pity is not going to do anything for you or your loved ones. So always being in this problem-solving mentality, a solution-based mentality when it comes to adversity is, is the key. Dude, that's so big. That's such a good way to look at it, man. Nothing, nothing is going to beat what you had to go through, man. So... Good stuff, man. And now, now looking back, of course, the draft was last April, right? It's been a year, right? Yeah. So you're pretty much, hey, man, like, I got a backup. And it's freaking great, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So you, But you did that yourself because a lot of people, football players, if yeah. they don't, they, they, they have a petty party and they kind of get into things uh, that they shouldn't get into. Yeah. That, and it just translates to five, six years later, they're in a dumpster. I mean, unfortunately, it happens, you know. Yeah, so, it so. happens a lot, and it's, it's scary. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Yeah. That is awesome, man. And, and obviously, they, they obviously loved having you over at Berkshire and all that. So, um, well, let's talk about football, man, because a lot of people want to talk a little bit more about Husker football, right? So, and you talked about how much Husker football meant to you, yeah. right? That's, that's incredible. Talk to me about Scott Frost, man. So, mm -hmm. give me your favorite thing or the best thing about Scott Frost? I think um, the biggest thing coming in 2018, I think he brought that, you know, 
I said that, you know, put this, he, he had that ultra masculinity to the world. Okay. You know, uh, you know, everyone saying that this is a man's man. Uh, he's, he, he brought that toughness, that cool. grit, that Nebraska born and uh, raised culture back to the program. And, and that's what, why the fans were so ecstatic and, and everyone wanted to buy that stock. You know, yeah, um, and and I would say that you know from a relationship, I think he was you know a great guy, a, a guy that you know you really understand from a man to man okay. aspect, and you understand how he operates. Yep. And I, I think that when you, I said to your question, I said the best thing about him is that um, that he had great, he he was tough. Yeah, and that's one thing you could respect any man. That's uh, awesome. Regardless, is is knowing that the guy who's leading you is a tough human being and is resilient to many things, uh, and he's showing his re resiliency right now with all the with all the things that has been happening. Yeah. And I mean, last year he lost his his father. Yeah. Um, COVID year, that's probably was hard yeah. to deal with and tried to yeah. with the expectations. He knew it was year three and year three you're supposed to perform. Yeah. And then dealing with, you know, the all the you know, the heat coming yeah. from fans and boosters and such and such. It's a stressful so job. It, it was yeah, <laughs> it was a stressful job, but you know, uh you get paid for that. And, you can and but he was resilient and um handled himself and um you know, like a, a good matter. So. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, what's your take on Nebraska football today? You've got some boys that are still there, I'm assuming, right? Martinez, you played with him for a couple of years. Like, what's your take on, like, Nebraska football right now, man? You know, me, and, and this is the biggest thing, you don't, being in a program and then seeing what came to light in the media, I was like, y'all don't know nothing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know nothing. Uh, yeah, um, everything is yeah so I now being in the fan role yeah. I understand that I don't know nothing you know and people could say pitch whatever they want to me and, and I'm just going to say no you know I'm okay. just going to say I can't wait to see it um, I'm hoping all the best yeah. for basketball football I think that yes they have potential to excel this year Okay. Um, and hopefully they it, make that um potential to a reality yeah and i think it's many so you can see it returning quarterback and how his performance and the offense performance in general and in the defense uh is it great to have returning starters then we will see uh do you hmm. want a younger squad for so next year they got more pt and mm -hmm. they even excel we got great young guys as well so there's a lot of questions um it's going to be interesting to see how the spring game looks and then, yeah uh going forward how they compete this year that's awesome man yeah i think we're all excited to see to see what happens it's been it's been a rough years but i think we're looking forward but that's nebraska football man every year we're all like, yes, we're going to win a national championship because we love Nebraska football, yeah, man, you know? That's the great thing. You know, the fans should always stay and have that expectation. 100%. That's what brings players there. Yeah. Uh, I think no one wants to play for a program that's uh, accepting me mediocrity, and I think no one, no one wants that. I came here because I thought, and I know, that this the fan base and that the program is as invested 
and in love with the sport as mm-hmm. I am uh, compared to the other schools that I see. And so that's what that's what made it. And it's evident here that this state is invested in football, the fan base invested in the program is as well. Yeah. Is that is that your favorite thing about Nebraska football, you think? Yeah, it's all about it. It's the fans as a sport and the interest in football. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, you know, people talk about is, oh, it's nothing to do in Nebraska. Or, <laughs> this, I'm like, man, you know, you come here for one thing and one thing only. And, and you know, it's football. But then to, um, to go after that is developing yourself. Yeah. You, know, you go to college to develop yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust me, you're going to have fun in any college you go to. Sure. Um, and some people don't want to have fun. So, uh, but Nebraska's a fun place, great college town. Cool. College towns always have good fun. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just the fact that I was able to transform myself, develop myself and many aspects of, of my life and, and my skill sets yeah. um, was why I came here. And that's why I just loved the university in general. That's awesome, man. I want I want to ask you this before I forget the tunnel walk. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that's gotta be one of the, one of the coolest things as a player to be able to like, let's go. Right. Man, that's like playing Memorial Stadium was like, it's like a concert. Yeah. You know? And it was like when I came through that tunnel, I felt like it's no way that I'm not gonna give it my all today. You know, um, yeah, could have been tech, more technically sound. Yeah. But today, the effort in which I could control will be at a hundred percent. And this is, I mean, it was just like like a concert. Like it, it was, it was amazing. It was um, the adrenaline, the tunnel vision, going through the tunnel that. It's like you start walking and your eyesight just starts narrowing and then, yeah. you, go and then and you hear the fans go crazy. The next thing you know, you can't hear nothing. And then I'm, and then I'm locked in. And yeah. Like, it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a fun experience. That's cool, man. That's, that's really cool. Well, let's get into, um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, obviously you are at KW Elite now, right? With, uh, with Keller Williams. How's the experience been over there, man? Oh, it's it's been great. Uh, Jeff Cohn and and everyone there, the staff, um, uh, you know, Paul over there, they're doing great things. Cool. Um, I just think how uh, innovative the the technology is to to accommodate the new market that's gonna be that's brewing right now. Yeah. By age group, uh, age group above, you know, the millennials. Yeah. Um, is what's it's what's going to make KW um, exceptional uh, to any other uh, broker in the area. I, I just think you got to understand what's happening in California and Florida, Atlanta, New York, and how they market their um, products. And, you know, you know, trends, accepted trends become uh, standards you yep. know, over time. So if, if technology, if this is how you list something and, and people like it, um, then that's gonna be the standard. Yep. If you're if you're far behind or you're not the first to do it or not even close to it, you will fall. You, yeah. know, you will not be there. Um, so I think KW um, what they're doing well is how they listing the technology that they're they're putting into to uh, their marketing, um, just really making 
agents, not just realtors that put signs in your lawn, but people, business people, business men and women, you know, and that's what a realtor should be. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I deal with investors and um, many of them tell me if you could have this live in my face, like I don't have to fly to Nebraska to see it, I will buy more in Nebraska. Oh, sure. You know? Because uh, the price is beautiful compared to uh, <laughs> yeah, California, <laughs> so, you know? and and I, I love it, you know. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't have the time. Uh, if you can make things simple, and you could give people more convenience, and and you could make you know life easier yeah. for people, they're gonna buy your stock. Hundred percent. Buy into what you're doing. If you can add value, and that's what KW is doing. Uh, they're giving their tooling. There are agents with um, things that can add value uh, to their business, and it's and the clients love it. And Jeff is also a good tutor. He's making KW more like a real estate school to, yep. to make sure the the agents come out ready to be not only real realtors but businessmen and think like businessmen and women. That's huge. Helping their clients understand things and doing justice for their clients. Dude, that's huge. KW is amazing, man. It's been it's been fun. Um, let's uh, non negotiables, man. We got a couple more questions before we get you out of here, man. Dude, you are you've been super successful, and I know if you don't have a routine or habits, you can't be this successful in football and in the business world already. So what are some of your non-negotiables daily? Yeah, so non-negotiable to me is, is all about time and effort. Um, you know, I learned in football that I always felt bad, not of the result of the day, but not maximizing myself, Ooh. not giving my all. I always ask myself, I had a bad practice. Why do you feel bad? Because uh -huh. you missed tackles or... No, it's because you were not... You were not all in, in that mm. practice. Mentally, physically, you did not invest your, in, in yourself. You didn't put in the effort that day to feel like mm -hmm. you maxed out. And I feel like, you know, even so, if I have a bad practice because something I can't control or just mm -hmm. stuff that happens, then okay, I could, I could sleep well. But yep. if it's because of my doing of effort and a focus and stuff like that, that is where... It's unacceptable. Yeah. Non-negotiable is for me is to max out my day. So when I go to sleep at night, either I sell a home, help a client, do whatever. I felt like I did everything I could do that day. Yeah. And, and that's that to me brings peace and allows me to sleep at night. Yeah. If I if I short myself, if I felt like I wasted my myself that day, then I feel bad. Yeah. And and I feel. Even if I sell a home, I still feel like a loser, you know? Uh -huh. So that's, I think, figuring that peace has made me have more peace. And if I sell a home today, or it's not, it's going to show in the results eventually. Yeah. Like one time, yeah. one week, I didn't have no sales. Then the next week, all the effort I put in that one week, yeah. four sales. <laughs> you know, so, so real, real estate is going to go up. Yeah, 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 for you know, sure. Not every week. But four sales in a month, and it's like, I mean, your month, you just satisfy that month and the next yep. month of what your goals were. Just because you put all in for one week. Yeah. So just maxing myself and being consistent. Uh, my non-negotiable is effort. Uh, I, uh -huh. I can't 
I can negotiate my offer. I have to, there's no excuse for that, uh, for not putting my best uh, foot forward. That's that. huge. For people that are coming into real estate, there's a lot of people that want to get into real estate, right? So it's a tough market right now. What is your biggest lesson to them to come out swinging, man, trying to hit home runs like you have already? What would you be your biggest lesson, you think? I would say understand you don't know everything, but you have everything it takes to be somebody Ooh. now, you know? So confidence is key. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yes, I don't know everything. Yes, I'm not the most um, uh, qualified, for you say, uh, agent out there, uh, but Everyone had to start somewhere. Yep. And that confidence is, you can't buy that. You can't teach that. Um, people sometimes say, oh, if I keep on learning all that, I'm gonna have confidence. Uh, I feel like it just, first, my confidence is in my work ethic. Mm -hmm. I know that, regardless, I'm gonna outwork um, everyone uh, or try to outwork everyone. And I will maximize myself. Whatever, yeah. it's a competition between. You and yourself. Yep. If you keep that, it's just you and yourself, and don't focus on what he's doing. Wait, and you're just happy for them, but it's yep. like, am I maximizing myself? Yep. As soon as you start looking at other people, you're gonna be destroyed. Because some people doing great things and they deserve it. Yep. They didn't get there easily. And you don't know what they're going through in their personal. Hundred percent. So your situation is different. Maximizing yourself, understanding that you have what it takes to eventually be who you want to be. Mm -hmm. It's everything, but you got to invest in yourself and your ethic has to be, you know, top tier. You can't say, I'm going to be half in and I'm going to get max results. Yep. You're, you're, and I, I seen it in a show, it was like million dollar listings or some show mm -hmm. on Netflix. He said, bro, you got to be all in mm -hmm. or not in. Because it's either yeah. you're going to make like a lot or you're not you're going barely <laughs> yeah. you're going to be scared every month it's like oh i just need one cell and you're just going crazy yeah um so i would just say people coming in is um understand that everyone started somewhere yeah. and your confidence is key people see it and people will invest in you if you believe in yourself um clients will give you opportunities if they know you mm -hmm. You believe in the stuff you're selling. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't, then why wouldn't you expect anyone to invest in you? Dude, it's huge. Ryan Surhan, do you know him? By chance, he's the million dollar listing guy. Yeah. I listen to his podcast quite a bit. He's got some really really good stuff as well, man. So, well, hey, we're gonna go to our last couple questions, man. We got a morning routine. Do you have a morning, afternoon, or evening routine, or maybe you don't? What's well, your, what's that look like? Well, I guess um, my morning. Um, it's it's been crazy because yeah. I've just been and I, like I said, you don't know everything. And if it's one thing I want to get better at is um, scheduling okay. uh, my routine for sure. Um, and I don't know everything. Yeah, uh, and I'm okay with saying that. But I guess when I say ideal, you know, routine, all I want to do is satisfy each part of my life. You know, okay. uh, or a routine throughout the day. Mm -hmm. uh, if I take care of my family and get my 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 girl, my uh, daughter, yeah, um, time in which they grow a relationship with me. If I satisfy, if I max out myself at work, if I, um, you know, do self maintenance in myself, either yep. working out, eating great, um, reading, educating myself, 
uh, then it's a great day. Uh, cool. And in which, you know, sometimes I was like, okay, I can't work out at night because in real estate, your day, as soon as it <laughs> starts, it starts. Uh -huh. The end point is hard to see. And I'm not going to substitute time with my family. Correct. Um, in which my daughter's playing around or, or my girl needs my time. Yep. Uh, so I was like, okay, if I'm going to work out, it's going to have to be 6.30. I have to wake up at 6.30. So work out, drink a shake, and then work. And then, you know, when it, it starts, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and then get back, play with my daughter, you know, say, you know, talk to my, my girl. Yep. And, and, and then work a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep. Like, yep. Educate myself. Watch. Then, then have time where you're just like in peace. Yeah. You know? Just even as 30, 30 minutes. Uh, just a time where you're in peace and when you recharge your battery. People yeah. think you, you're in peace when you're asleep. You need a time in the day where it feels. Yeah. Like, like. What are you doing during that time? Are you just sitting quiet and kind I, of? I either meditate. I like meditation. Meditation. Uh, okay. It really. I put myself in this, you know, like rural place where okay. farmland. Yeah, welcome to Nebraska. Fine. Yeah, it's, but it's weird. It's like being in Italy. It's like okay. a cliff, you know, and yeah. the ocean there, and it's farm right there, and it's a red shed right uh -huh. there, and it's a, a nice home, yep. red style, and I'm in a rocking chair. Oh, and man, that sounds looking. awesome. The sun is out there. It's trees to the left, nothing Ooh. to the right. And... I had this vision since I was young. I always, sometimes I feel like that's where I'm going to retire and that's my end point. Wow. Um, but when I'm, I go back to that and I could literally, like, I'm at peace or I could fall asleep. I'm, it literally calms me. So, wow. and that's been a dream I had when I was young. I always go back to it and it always gives me peace. Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, last question, man. This has been a lot of fun, big man. Appreciate you sharing some of this stuff with us. When the day is the podcast name, man. So if you picked a couple of things where you consider that, I know we talked about this a little bit, what would be maybe one or two things that if you did those two things, you won the day? Yeah, and it's, it, co it goes with effort. Um, if I gave the most effort and I maximized myself in a day, then I won the day. Um, if, I, if I am not a hypocrite and if I am who I say I am and I prove that in that day, then I won the day. Um, so it's nice. just those two things, not being a hypocrite, um, being who you are every day and maximizing yourself every day. So it's just those two things make you feel great yeah. about yourself, gives you peace. Um, and that's what you want to do. When you go against that, your mind is not silly and it is your worst enemy as much as your, your greatest asset. So it will understand that you suck today. You suck, you suck. <laughs> yeah. tell you that. You're worthless. Yeah. When I do those things, that voice don't talk. Yeah. I'm at peace and I feel good. Dude, that's good stuff. Appreciate you yes. being on, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. Win your mind and you'll win your day. Look forward to seeing you next time on Win the Day Podcast. Mm -hmm.